Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin, our number is 877-381-3811, I don't know if 120,000 troops, hundreds and hundreds of tanks, the forward movement of an air force, and ground-to-ground and ground-to-air missiles were moved up on our border, I think the odds are pretty good that somebody wants to cause some problems. Don't you think, Mr. Producer? We have people out there, look, I don't take a back seat to anyone in their criticism of this idiot Biden and what he's done. But that does not excuse China, that does not excuse Iran, that does not excuse North Korea, and it certainly doesn't excuse Russia either. Russia's no friend. Period. Putin's no friend. And yet we have these Russophiles amongst us. In both parties. On television, on radio. Why does America care? Why does America care about anything? Why does America care about what goes on in Europe, in the Middle East, and it's 7,000 miles away. Why do we care? They act like it's the 1500s. We have missiles now. So do they. We have nuclear warheads. So do they. And we see what they're doing. China, Iran, and Russia. So, The people who speak like this and are, I don't know that they're intentionally ignorant or just play the role because they think that's what you want to hear. The people who sound like modern day George McGovern's and 
modern-day Neville Chamberlains? Let me tell you something, folks. Russia's moving all those troops for a reason. What they intend to do, how they intend to do it, I can't predict, but they intend to do something. They intend to do something. I don't think this is some big lie. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't believe it. This whole approach to the United States, to NATO, to other parts of the world, was sowed by Joe Biden in Afghanistan. By Joe Biden bending over backwards for Iran. Remember, Russia's at the table, China's at the table, as well as Europe, and they see what the United States is willing to do to capitulate to a nuclearized Iran. Russia itself tested Biden, and Russia won. When it came to their oil pipeline, among other things. China has no fear of Biden whatsoever. Again, they all witnessed what took place in Afghanistan. General Milley getting on the phone, promising the communist Chinese military leader that, don't worry, if Trump starts a war, I'll give you a heads up. That, to me, that, to me, is a treasonous act. That's just my opinion. But it's very, very worrisome. So the incompetence, the buffoonery, the real-world disaster that was created by Biden and his military and national security advisors has had an impact. 9,000 American citizens still in Taliban-held Afghanistan. That is unacceptable. That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So now what do we do? What do we do? According to some, we do nothing. Not our problem. Now, if Putin believes, we believe that it's not our problem, what's the big deal? What do you think he's going to do? If Putin believes some of the buffoons in our own country, in both parties, what do you think he's going to do? Think he's going to stop at Ukraine? What do you think communist China is going to do? Think they'll be encouraged to attack Taiwan? These are our allies, ladies and gentlemen. They're our allies. So what should we do? It's, it, it amazes me. People, uh, it's all black and white. We send in troops to fight the Russians. Is that what Reagan did when he defeated the Soviet Union? No. We have the power right now to destroy the Russian economy. Right now. Right now. We have the power to destroy the Russian economy. As we have the power to destroy the Chinese economy, but we're destroying our own economy first, apparently. But I'll tell you what we should do, and they're kind of doing it, but I don't think enough of it. The eastern border of certain key NATO countries is shared with Ukraine. We must muscle up the military, ours included, on that eastern border. Muscle it up. 
whatever the combination of equipment, air power, missiles, whatever it is, has to be done. So this thing doesn't get out of control should this thing happen. We should send in as much, not defensive equipment, offensive equipment as possible to the Ukrainians now, immediately. And we should have done it over the last several months so that the Russians pay a very, very severe price, just as they were arming the Taliban and others, just as Reagan armed them, uh, armed uh, the freedom fighters in Afghanistan against the Soviets. I'm sure we're doing some of it, but I don't believe we're doing enough of it. Should be Operation Overlord. Heard that before? Should be Operation Overlord. As much as possible. So the Russians feel the result. And that could have an impact on Putin and his country. Destabilizing his situation. So it's not a matter of, uh, do you want your kids to die in a war in a far-off place? There are things that need to be done, can be done, must be done to deal with Putin. Must be done. As I've said before, he's not building these advanced weapons to attack these former captive nations. He's advancing and developing these advanced weapons for us. Just as communist China is. For us. Just as Iran and North Korea are. We can play ostrich all we want. The enemy doesn't play ostrich. And one day we'll look around and we won't have allies. That'll become a huge problem, don't you think? Anybody know why we have bases and forces? Aircraft, military of other sorts... In Europe, anybody know why? It's because we're warmongers, because we're colonialists, imperialists, because of the neocons and the federal contractors? No. It's so we don't have another outbreak of a third world war. Because the other two cost American lives by the, I don't even know, the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands. And the next one will be worse, given the sophistication of the weaponry, particularly nuclear weapons. So those who speak, as I accuse, they're not for peace. They will bring war. Massive war. So we need to strengthen mightily the eastern border. The eastern border that is shared with Ukraine, mightily strengthen it, and we need to immediately provide the Ukrainians with effective, powerful, offensive weaponry so the Russians pay a severe price for what they're about to do. We care in order to protect the United States and our people because as a country rolls over one country after another after another, they're not satisfied. We learn this from recent history. I'll be right back. Mark in. 
My friends, I know you love freedom and want to defend it. And I know you love the Constitution. Well, so do I. And it's the same with Hillsdale College, the best liberal arts college in America. Hillsdale's mission is pursuing truth and defending liberty. It gives its undergraduate and graduate students the best education, and it is working to make this education available to all. But today, I want to tell you about Hillsdale's free monthly speech digest of liberty. It's called Imprimus. Over 6 million households and businesses receive Imprimus for free every month. And you can join them by subscribing at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who love freedom make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for free. And Primus is one of my favorite publications. It's short, smart, useful, and fun. Start receiving your own free copy of this great digest of liberty. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Now, some would have you believe all of our focus should be on China. Now, let me tell you something. I've been talking about China before any radio or television host. Please don't make me go back and prove it, Backbenchers, but it is true on Levin TV, later on Fox, behind this microphone. There is no question China 1 is our number one threat. But then I would ask this. Why are Russia and China in a new strong alliance? If Russia is not to be of a concern, we're supposed to bifurcate them, pretend they're not even talking to each other. Why do they now have a new military compact? Why has China announced that it supports Putin if he moves in Ukraine? And that's not all. Why do Russia, China, and now Iran have an axis of power? Why is that? Because they're organizing against us. That's why. They're organizing against us. Now, under Biden, we now have the Islamic State back in Syria and growing. You believe that? Afghanistan has been conquered because we surrendered by the Taliban. Russia is poised to attack Ukraine. China is poised to attack Taiwan. And Iran is poised to attack the state of Israel as well as moderate Gulf states. It's already doing it through proxies. The case of the UAE and Yemen. Does this concern anybody? Or is this all a figment of the neocon imagination? It's trouble. Big trouble. You can see what's happening outside the country, and you can see what's happening inside the country. We are basically fighting, we, red-blooded patriotic Americans. A two-front war of sorts. Here at home, we're trying to protect our values, our traditions, our society. We're trying to keep our streets safe. We're trying to maintain civil order. We're trying to prevent our children from being brainwashed by the radical left racists. 
and quite frankly, perverts. I'll say it because I believe it. We're having to fight at home simply to protect our history, our icons, our founding documents, our founders. We're having to do battle with corporatists, academics, teachers unions, Democrat politicians, some Republican politicians, and a corrupt media. As the storm clouds of war build outside our borders. And speaking of borders, effectively we have none. Joe Biden wants to take steps against the truckers. Canadian truckers as well as Americans, but Canadians in particular on the northern border. When it comes to illegal aliens, fentanyl coming into this country, killing our children. MS-13. When it comes to these vile, vicious, heinous cartels getting footholds in our country. Joe Biden doesn't lift a finger except to help them in one form or another. Inflation has brought down many countries. In fact, inflation led to World War II. Inflation led to the rise of Hitler. Inflation is extremely dangerous. And we have inflation. And Biden wants more of it. He wants to spend more money. The laws of economics don't apply to Biden. They don't apply to the American Marxists. They don't apply to Bernie Sanders, don't you know? But clearly they do. Clearly they do. We were energy independent in the last years of the one-term Trump presidency. Something we have always sought to be. If you're energy independent, you're secure. Your economy is secure. Your people are secure. Your country's secure. And the price of energy affects the price of everything. So what did Biden do? He sabotaged our energy independence. He crippled it. Crippled it. You might think his family's on the payroll of the communist Chinese. By the way, the man conducts himself. I'll be right back. My friends, I know you love freedom and want to defend it. And I know you love the Constitution. Well, so do I. And it's the same with Hillsdale College, the best liberal arts college in America. Hillsdale's mission is pursuing truth and defending liberty. It gives its undergraduate and graduate students the best education, and it is working to make this education available to all. But today, I want to tell you about Hillsdale's free monthly speech digest of liberty. It's called Imprimus. Over 6 million households and businesses receive Imprimus for free every month. And you can join them by subscribing at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who love freedom make it possible for Hillsdale to send in Primus to you for free. And Primus is one of my favorite publications. It's short, smart, useful, and fun. Start receiving your own free copy of this great digest of liberty. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. American Revolution. 
starts here. The Mark Levin Show. Call in at 877-381-3811. The government of Canada, under a leftist, they could stop these protests by stopping the vaccine mandate. It's that simple. Now, we've had the Omicron variant. We've talked about this the other day, which has, in fact, spread herd immunity. The pandemic is, in fact, dying out in a significant and quick way. Why doesn't the Canadian government drop the vaccine mandate? If the Canadian government drops the vaccine mandate, then the truckers won't protest. But they won't drop the vaccine mandate. I seem to recall before there were vaccines, everybody was praising the truckers for bringing the food and the necessities we all needed. Brave men and women who stared down the virus and did their jobs from one end to their country to another. From one end of our country to another. And now we have these vaccines and they're a threat because they won't be vaccinated. But they're not a threat. They're not a threat. They're truckers. Most of them spend most of their days alone in the cabin of the truck, driving their truck from one end of the country to the other. The mandate is preposterous. It's always been preposterous. It's especially preposterous now, just as the mask mandate for children is irrational and, in fact, is doing damage to many of them. These truckers aren't children. They're adults. They're grown men and women. And certainly at this point, the pandemic isn't what it used to be. And the mandate is utterly unnecessary. How many more bad lessons do we have to learn by the so-called experts who are really politicians? I watch these segments on the news as little as I can, but nonetheless. And how the truckers are now shutting down other businesses. They can't get parts and so forth. We were told just a year, year and a half, two years ago. That it was righteous to allow yourself to go out of business. It was righteous to lose your job. It was righteous to stay home and wear a mask. All kinds of advice. About wearing masks and when to wear a mask. They shut down our schools. They shut down our universities. They shut down and tempted our churches and synagogues and mosques. They shut down... Restaurants, they shut down gymnasiums, they shut down everything they could. Except, of course, violent riots. So why are they enforcing this mandate against the truckers? It's utterly unnecessary. So if they really want to open their roads and the bridges and so forth, drop the mandate, but they're not going to. Because they want to show you what the iron-fisted government looks like. They're not done. 
Biden is advising the, the lame brain, one lame brain advising another lame brain, Trudeau, who looks a lot like Fidel Castro, in my opinion. There was that claim of an affair, but you know, I certainly wouldn't spread that. You think I'm Joe Scarborough? No way. Uh, and um, telling him, you know, to use everything you can to put this down. Because we got to show him once and for all who's boss. The dim-witted governor of Michigan. Demanding that Canada do something because the assembly lines are being shut down. Again, remember what Fauci and the others were pushing? They didn't care about the economic consequences of their unscientific demands for shutdowns. Utterly unscientific. And now we know from Johns Hopkins that they were absolutely useless. Lives destroyed. People going bankrupt. People committing suicide as a result. Jobs lost. But government's been in power, boy. It's stronger than ever. And in Canada, we've seen what they've done in Canada. How they have brutalized pastors, brutalized old men and old women. Canada has become a joke. In many ways, like our own country. No respect for individual liberty. None. None. All the government there has to do is drop them the vaccine mandate. Now look, damn it, I took the J&J vaccine, I got the booster, and I got the virus. And then I got the monoclonal antibody, which made a huge difference, and the FDA has effectively banned it. A therapeutic that was working in Florida, working in Texas, working with me and my family. This isn't science. This is insanity. Which is why these truckers are courageous patriots for for liberty, not just in Canada, but all over the country, uh, all over our country as well. And yes, these instrumentalities of government are coming down on their heads. They now have a judge who's ruled that issued an injunction for all the protesters to stop. If they don't, they can be arrested, put in jail for one year, and be fined up to $100,000. They mean to punish these people big time. They mean to punish them big time. And you wait, the Teamsters, they're going to buckle because they've become an appendage of the Democrat Party, not an independent union representing its members. This is going to go on. The iron fist of government. I've said to you before, so much of what's going on in this January 6th, this committee and so forth, is intended to intimidate peaceful protesters from ever going to Capitol Hill, from ever setting foot anywhere near the lawn of the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. This is a message. You want to burn down your own cities? Go for it. You want to riot and steal? Go for it. But you must leave that Capitol building alone. Liz Cheney is a fraud. Turns out she's always been a fraud. The Cheneys have been to my great consternation. We have the rise of the Islamic State now in Syria. It's back. The enemy has Afghanistan. 
Russia's on the move against an ally. Don't listen to these used car salesmen on TV and radio. Ukraine is an ally. China's eyeballing Taiwan, another ally. They've already killed off, for all intents and purposes, Hong Kong. Iran is being funded by the United States government indirectly. Liz Cheney pretended that she cared about these things once in the past, but she doesn't. She was a liar. Apparently always was a liar. A liar apparently always was a liar. Now they're worried about 15 boxes of documents Donald Trump reportedly or his people took back to Mar-a-Lago. They had negotiations with the National Archives and they gave them back. This apparently is a national issue now. Isn't it ridiculous? Isn't it preposterous? Of course it is. It's idiotic. Nobody was stealing anything. Then you have Maggie Haberman at the New York Slimes who gets so much wrong, who's a hack, a Trump hater, a never-Trumper, which is why she does what she does. She's the one talking about papers being flushed down the toilet. She has no first-hand knowledge of anything. Did she see it? Of course not. By the way, the toilets, thanks to the environmentalists, don't even do what they're supposed to do, Mr. Producer. Can you imagine flushing paper down the thing? Could you flush Xerox paper down a toilet today? You can't flush toilet paper down a toilet today. But no problem. No problem. They're flushing document after document after document down the toilet, apparently. Nobody believes that. Why should you believe the New York slimes that helped cover up the Holocaust? And I'll say it till I'm in my grave. By the way, Fox is reporting American and British citizens are now being held by the Taliban. That's why Russia's on the move. That's why China's on the move. That's why all these things are happening. And Liz Cheney, in many ways, is the modern-day Tokyo Rose working on behalf of Pelosi and the Democrats and those who are weakening our country from within. That's right, I said it! Because it's true. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. My friends, I know you love freedom and want to defend it. And I know you love the Constitution. Well, so do I. And it's the same with Hillsdale College, the best liberal arts college in America. Hillsdale's mission is pursuing truth and defending liberty. It gives its undergraduate and graduate students the best education. And it is working to make this education available to all. But today, I want to tell you about Hillsdale's free monthly speech digest of liberty. It's called Imprimus. Over 6 million households and businesses receive Imprimus for free every month. And you can join them by subscribing at levinforhillsdale.com. There are no strings attached. Generous donors who love freedom make it possible for Hillsdale to send Imprimus to you for free. Imprimus is one of my favorite publications. It's short, smart, useful, and fun. 
Start receiving your own free copy of this great Digest of Liberty. Visit levinforhillsdale.com. That's L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. levinforhillsdale.com. Just think about it. When you hear these stories, use logic. So a New York Times reporter writes a book. She's trying to grab headlines. It's Maggie Hagerman. Haberman, excuse me. She's a fake fraud and phony, in my humble opinion. And talks about Trump or his people flushing documents down the toilet. So those of you who are inquisitive and you need proof of how absurd that is, I encourage you to buy a ream of the kind of paper we're talking about, the Xerox paper, basically. And just try flushing one page at a time down the toilet, even if you rip it up into a thousand pieces. Go ahead. These toilets, thanks to the environmentalists, don't work. You have to flush them 17 times. So much for saving water. These people are stupid. Then they impose their will on the rest of us. So that never happened. Nobody was flushing anything down the toilet. As she tries to hawk her book. What's the name of the book? I don't have the foggiest idea and I could care less. Could care less. But now that's a big issue. We're subpoenaing uh, Donald Trump's uh, records. You know, we really need to... Uh, I also side with those Republicans who say that when and if the Republicans take the House, they should not get rid of the January 6th committee. They should use it to really get to the bottom of things. Like Nancy Pelosi's failure to defend the Capitol building. Like Mitch McConnell's failure to defend the Capitol building. That's right. Bipartisan. Binary. I don't even care if it's bisexual. Get to the bottom of it. May I say. I think I did. And subpoena Nancy Pelosi's texts. And subpoena Nancy Pelosi's emails. And subpoena her phone logs. Get to the bottom of it. Get her taxes. Another committee. We want her taxes. She and her big dummy husband and her little dummy son, named after the big dummy husband, they got sleaze all over their hands. Well, get to the bottom of it. And bring Hunter in. He'll have to fumigate the place. Everybody will have to get rabies shots, but nonetheless, bring Hunter in. Get to the bottom of it. And if the Republics don't do this, I tell you what, they're going to have to have you and millions of you, me and millions of you to deal with this, because enough is enough. All these connections to communist China, Congress should be looking into this. The various universities and colleges connected to communist China, the various media organizations connected to communist China. Dare I say... Swalwell, that should be examined. This guy Raskin, a real red from the old days, and and his wife, what they've been up to. 
Lots of areas that need to be looked into as far as I'm concerned. The Democrats showed us how to do it. And you know, uh, with Biden and his phone call with the president of Ukraine, isn't it amazing how fast that went away? Some demands for the transcript, then poof, it goes away. No big deal. It's not like Trump and the call that went on and on and on, right? Every issue is a national issue for the Democrats when it comes to Trump. That's why so many of us despise people like McConnell and Cheney who seek to exploit it for their own personal benefit. They're Chris Christie. I was watching my favorite cable channel with our friend Geraldo, and he was showing a, he was at a restaurant, some event, and shock, oh, shock, Mr. Producer, there was Chris Christie. It's a restaurant, and there's Chris Christie. Chris looks as big and stupid as he always has. Big and stupid as he always has. That guy's never missed a meal. You agree with me? I I don't think the guy's ever missed a meal. But if he has, he's made up for it. Nine officers were hurt in an ambush shootout in a Phoenix home. Five were shot. Looks like all of them are going to survive, and it looks like it was an ambush, a setup. They went into this house to save a baby, and it was a setup. And they were shot. Did you know about this? Is it leading any news stories? All of them are going to survive. The person responsible for the ambush is dead as a doorknob. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811-877-381-3811. You can begin to see the Bernie Sanders of the world and Bernie Sanders himself coming to the defense of Putin and Russia, much like the the neo-left within the Republican Party. Here he is. Cut eight. Go. These concerns were not just invented yesterday by Putin out of thin air. Clearly, invasion by Russia is not an answer. Neither is intransigence by NATO. Intransigence, it's intransigence. Now, that said... You see the moral relativism? This man truly roots for America. 
destroy, to collapse from within. And he pushes for it. Go ahead. One to recognize, for example, that Finland, one of the most developed and democratic countries in the world, borders Russia and has chosen not to be a member of NATO. Sweden and Austria are other examples of prosperous. <laughs> oh, come on. Are you out of your mind? Are you out of your mind? This is unbelievable. Finland, Sweden, Austria. Unbelievable. Go ahead. That have made the same choice. Mr. President, Vladimir Putin may be a liar and a demagogue, but it is hypocritical for the United States to insist that we, as a nation, do not accept the principle of spheres of influence. But we do accept the principle of spheres of influence. What we do not accept is the violent overthrow of an ally. He's come to the defense of a murderous regime. Go ahead. For the last 200 years, our country has operated under the Monroe Doctrine. See, this is the problem, ladies and gentlemen. We're not interested in moral relativism. We are a country for good. Putin is a man and his government a country for evil. We are not the same as the former Soviets. We're not the same as the communist Chinese regime. We're not the same as the Islamo-Nazi regime in Tehran. We're none of those things. That's not who we are. The Monroe Doctrine. 200 years, the Monroe Doctrine. So these, these head games, these games of illogic that people like Bernie Sanders play as if they are spokesmen for the old Soviets, but now spokesmen for Putin. Hey, you have the Monroe Doctrine and so forth. It's really unbelievable. Our system, don't we believe it's superior? Don't we believe it's freer? I mean, who cares if there's not a moral equivalence? Because there isn't one. Go ahead. And by the way, I can hear this guy, quite frankly, and I want Media Matters to pick this up, and Media, I can hear this guy prior to the rise of the Third Reich talking about, well, don't the Germans have a right to their sphere of influence? I mean, it's just Austria, it's just Czechoslovakia, it's just Poland and all. They need their sphere of influence. This is the appeasement. This is, this is, this is the attitude of the Neville Chamberlains and worse. Go ahead. Principle that as the dominant power in the Western Hemisphere, the United States has the right, according to the United States, to intervene against any country that might threaten our alleged interests. That's United States policy. 
No, and that policy was rejected by John Kerry. Secretary of State of Barack Milhouse Benito Obama, but yes. And so I would ask, let's go further back. I'll play the game. James Polk, you ever hear him, ladies and gentlemen? He served one term. He's a Democrat. Different kind of Democrat, of course. I want you to know he supported slavery, did this, he did that, okay. As a result of James Polk, directly and indirectly, we acquired Texas. Arizona. New Mexico. California and other territories slash states. Should we give them back? Is it okay then for Russia to invade Ukraine and occupy? Because this is the way Bernie Sanders plays his game. And Black Lives Matter and the media and all the rest of them. They don't see the United States as a force for good. The United States is no different than the Third Reich. The United States is no different in this regard than the old Soviet Union. The United States is no different than the genocidal regime in communist China. But we are. Much different. Go ahead. This doctrine, the United States has undermined and overthrown at least a dozen countries throughout Latin America, Central America, and the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. No question about it. We've tried to overthrow others, like Cuba, to protect our own interests. Or let me put it this way. It is not in America's national security interest for its allies to be defeated and conquered and devoured. But it is, it is, it's in Russia's interest to devour some of our allies, but it's not in our interest. If you want to be an ombudsman or spokesman for Russia, that's up, that's up to him. But that's where his mindset is. That's his mindset. All right, let's move on. Adam Kingsinger on The View today. There's very very few places where I would not want to be seen, and The View is one of them. But Adam Kingsinger, he can't be seen in a lot of places, so he figures, let me go to The View. I mean, after all, we have Whoopi Goldberg who's suspended because of her anti-Semitic remarks. We've got... Joy Behar there, who says the most heinous things and so forth and so on. So why shouldn't I show up? After I'm Adam Kingsinger. Cut nine, go. You said you fear that there's a real possibility that a civil war could happen again and that our basic survival is at stake. What makes you think it could get to that point? Because I think we have to recognize that possibility. And in the past, I've said, oh, we don't want to talk about it because, you know, I I don't want to make it likely. Well, let's look at where we are. A civil war isn't what it was in the 19th century. It's not state against state, blue against gray. It's going to be armed groups against armed groups, targeted assassination, violence. That's what a 21st and 20th century civil war is. I don't think we have to say, you know, we're identifying now by our race, by our ethnic group. We're separating ourselves and we live in different 
different realities. I don't think it's too far of a bridge to think that's a possibility. And I think we have to warn and talk about it. So Gee, that Mr. We can... Producer, who has said that before? Adam. Adam, do you listen to the program? This is something that has concerned us for many, many years, Adam. May I call you Adam? I think I will. Many years. That's why we are appalled by critical race theory. That's why we are appalled by, by phony, weak leaders like Mitch McConnell, where this stuff is way over their head, or, or frauds like Mitt Romney, who's marching for Black Lives Matter, the organization that is, which is now fully corrupt and nobody confronts Mitch, uh, Rom- uh, Mitt Romney over that. But of course that's a problem. It could be a significant problem, but of course it is. And that's what many of us worry about. But I think it will be more similar than you think, Adam. I agree overall with your point, but the government does take sides. And it is taking sides. With the hard left, which is shocking to many of us when it comes to generals and admirals and others you would have thought otherwise but they're not because they've decided they believe that the hard left is going to win and they want to be on the winning side they want to be on the winning side they want to be among those who are in charge I'll be right back Lovin. Inflation under our current administration is at 40-year highs. Everything's more expensive. Cars, gas, groceries, housing, cost of living increases are bankrupting Americans, which is why you need to find areas in your life where you can actually save money. And your wireless bill is one of them. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile all overcharge you for the same service you could be getting from Pure Talk at a fraction of the cost. That's why I'm a customer and why you should be one, too. And listen to this. The more lines you have, the more you save. Right now, you can get four lines, talk, text, and data for just 64 bucks. That's not per line. That's total, which is how the average family is saving over $800 a year. Find out how much you can save. So do this. Go to puretalk.com. Find the plan that's right for you. Find the phone that's right for you. Or just bring your own. Then, this month only, enter promo code Levin Podcast, and you'll save an additional 25% off your first three months. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N, podcast. The aforementioned Maggie Haberman of the New York Slimes with her breaking story that doesn't even make any sense. Cut 10, go. There are some people out there who see this detail uh, released from your new book about Trump flushing papers down the toilet. And they think, you know, they, they have essentially accused you of holding, withholding this information, holding this information uh, for a book. Uh, not true. Please explain. Sure. And John, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Look, well, I mean, they I'm... both talk really fast, don't they, Mr. Reducer? What do you think about that? Huh? What do you think? Well, thank you, John. Thank you very much. Uh, I want to talk about that. Uh, of course, it's not true, John. Uh, let me explain. People don't understand how this works. Go ahead. 
of confusion for folks about uh, how these processes work, why things go in, in a book or, or not uh, in the newspaper, uh, you know, right away. To be clear, I did not know this was happening while he was president. Um, I'm not known for, um, you know, sitting on scoops. If, if I, no, if I'm I, not known for uh, sitting on scoops. I'm known for uh, sitting on other things. But then again, uh, go ahead. Uh, number one. Number two, I found this out in the course of reporting for the book well after uh, Trump had left the White House. Uh, I do have a new book. That book is not out for eight months. And so I am trying to uh, get this information out uh, as, as fast as possible because I think it's relevant. Do I know that it is you know, particularly meaningful in terms of what pieces of paper ended up where? We do not. I don't want to suggest that. Uh, you know, which toilet exactly was used uh, when they flushed this paper down? Uh, have you ever tried to flush this kind of paper down a toilet? <laughs> Maggie, can you do that? Your problem's flushing a regular toilet paper down a toilet. I think you do. You ever go in a bathroom, public bathroom, and it says don't flush towels down the water? Don't use the toilet for towels, paper towels, because it doesn't work. It clogs it up. What do you think would happen if you use a Xerox paper? Are you really a reporter for the New York Times? You sound like a moron. Are you a moron? Yes, no? Yes or no question. Are you a moron? Yes, no? Why do you work for a newspaper that covered up the Holocaust? Huh? Why are you, to- why are you writing about toilet paper and toilets and, and what was flushed down toilets? What kind of reporter are you, actually? Go ahead. And I do, then I do, right? But I, I did think this was relevant, um, and that's why. That's why now, and that's why. That's how I acquired the information. I would not want someone thinking that I knew this in real time, because uh, right. I didn't. Listen, I didn't know about the toilet in real time. I didn't know about the flushing of paper down the toilet in real time. Found out about after the presidency. I thought this was relevant to my book. Flushing History Down the Toilet. That's the name of my book. I thought this was important real time. I thought people would want to know about it. So it's in the book. Trump flushed paper down the toilet. Doesn't everybody flush paper down the toilet? No, no, you don't understand. These are documents. You flush documents down the toilet. How do you flush documents down a toilet that doesn't flush? That water barely runs through. Well, I don't know, but Trump did it. He did it. Take my word for it. Oh, okay, I will. And there's Mitt Romney. He's all over the toilet. I mean, he's all over the story. Mitt's there, baby. Mitt's there, and here's what he has to say. Cut 11, go. Uh, We don't know precisely what's been lost and what will be able to be We don't know exactly what was lost or which toilet was used or was flushed with other stuff or just flushed. We just don't know. Uh, I have my staff working on this right now. Uh, we have our subpoenas ready. We have our subpoenas ready. We want to undo the piping system in the uh, bathrooms in the White House to see what kind of paper was flushed down there. But this is just another example of the disaster of Trump and how he's undermined our country. He's flushing paper down the toilet. That clearly undermines the country. Go ahead. And as I said before, uh, he has a long list of things he's done that I consider to be very detrimental to the nation. And uh, I add this to the list. I so don't do put... I, you fraud. You're born in Michigan to a father who tried to destroy the Barry Goldwater presidential uh, nomination. You wind up somehow in Massachusetts. You run for governor as a liberal, pro-abortion, repubic. Then you decide you want to be president of the United States. You reverse course on all these issues. 
you get the nomination by lying to people like me, lying to Republicans and conservatives. Then you blow the general election to Brock Mailhouse, Benito Obama. You blow it. Then you settle in Utah. You want to be Secretary of State. Trump turns you down. Good thing. Then you decide to be a senator. You lie again to the people of Utah. You're a senator. And you spend more time trashing Donald Trump than you do the enemies of the country. There's just a long list of uh, issues here detrimental to the nation where Donald Trump is... And this is why, of course, I voted for his impeachment uh, the second time around when he was a private citizen. Oh, yes. I have to decide what state next I'll settle in. Me, Mitt Romney. Then I can run for office again. Go ahead. The list, it's more down towards the bottom, given the other things. No, I don't put the uh, flushing the stuff down the toilet at the top of the list. I put it at the bottom of the list. You know, I don't put it at the top. I put it at the so many detrimental things, I, I dare say. I have a list. Go ahead. She was impeached and for which I voted to remove him from office. Yes. You just spectacular voice of reason. Very, very courageous man. Anybody know what this man has ever done? No. But I voted to remove him from office. He was out of office, you idiot. He was out of office, you idiot. Or did he vote the first time against him, Mr. B? I don't even know. You know, that word in that transcription, that got me there. I thought that was an impeachable affair. Which word? I don't remember the word, but there was that word, you know. Showed me it was really, you know, dangerous to the country. What word? I don't know what word. Now we have the toilet. Oh, the toilet. He flushed documents down the toilet. Maggie Haberman. I would love to have a toilet like this, wouldn't you, Mr. Producer? Where is this toilet? Must violate the environmental agency's toilet water flow regulations. I'll be right back. Inflation under our current administration is at 40-year highs. Everything's more expensive. Cars, gas, groceries, housing, cost of living increases are bankrupting Americans, which is why you need to find areas in your life where you can actually save money. And your wireless bill is one of them. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile all overcharge you for the same service you could be getting from Pure Talk at a fraction of the cost. That's why I'm a customer and why you should be one, too. And listen to this. The more lines you have, the more you save. Right now, you can get four lines, talk, text, and data for just 64 bucks. That's not per line. That's total, which is how the average family is saving over $800 a year. Find out how much you can save. So do this. Go to puretalk.com. Find the plan that's right for you. Find the phone that's right for you. Or just bring your own. Then, this month only, enter promo code Levin Podcast, and you'll save an additional 25% off your first three months. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N, podcast. Mark Levin, the research arm of conservative media. Call in now, 877-381-3811. And it wouldn't be a Friday if we didn't use Friday to kick Joe Scarborough across the nation. So we'll get to him, don't worry. Joe Scarborough. 
Does anybody know why Joe Scarborough is on TV? Anybody have any idea? He doesn't get ratings. He looks like the backside of a bull moose. He's got this W.C. Fields uh, nose, in my humble opinion. Many think he's the actual actor from Deliverance who sat on the bridge playing the banjo as a teenager. Remember that one? And he talks weird. Talks weird. And here he is again today. Cut 12, go. Oh, excuse me. Wait, 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 wait. What's the music? They're bumping me. And by the way, that voice is actually Mika Brzezinski. We'll get to Scarborough. Of the famous Brzezinski High Wire Act, including Zbigniew. Remember Zbigniew Brzezinski? Oh. Remember Zbigniew? Zbigniew Brzezinski. And his love for the Jews in Israel. Remember him? Working for Carter, Jimmy Carter, remember? Zbigniew. Yes, how are you? Oh, anyway, go ahead. He was shocked, stunned, deeply saddened by Hillary Clinton's emails. But when it comes to Donald Trump taking top secret documents. Stop. Donald Trump hasn't been president now for over a year. These people are mentally ill. They're mentally ill. He hasn't been president for over a year. But when it comes to taking documents, flushing them down the toilet... Go ahead. Florida, along with all the other reports, like putting him in the toilet and eating them, the senator is quite literally... Eating them? Is there a report he was eating them, Mr. Medusa? This just shows you how stupid the world has become. Now, MSLSD is the sister cable network of NBC. Both of these... Wasted carbon footprints are owned by Comcast. Comcast. Now, these clowns at Comcast, which is based in Philadelphia, I believe, my home city. Of course, I'm not there now. But these clowns in Comcast who overcharge their subscribers, which is why uh, cable's dying. I'm, I'm just being honest. Cable subscriptions are dying. They think this is great. They got Sharpton. They've got this uh, Joy Reid. What, what is he? Uh, uh, what's, what's a Cross? What's her name again? Tiffany Cross. Tiffany. Um, just so many losers and bombastic buffoons. Go ahead. His shoulders, Joe. He just doesn't yeah, know the rules. Yeah, you know, he's denying that. He's denying that about putting in the toilet. Now, some people say that most of his phone calls with Kim Jong-un he did while he was on the toilet. I don't know. Oh, some really? Of- yeah, really? Most of the phone calls he did with Kim Jong-un was on the toilet. I think you do your broadcast while you're sitting on the toilet. Because you're such an ass. That's just my opinion. And you make noises all the time. You don't make any sense the way you talk. I, I think you broadcast out of Jupiter, Florida, sitting on your toilet upside down. Now, that's just my opinion. Go ahead. 
I don't. I don't mm. say that. Come on, but it is so, Friday so morning. It is so early. I'm just saying. I'm just some people I'm say. just saying here. You know, I'm just saying. I'm Joe Scarborough. I'm just saying. You know. Go ahead. And and so this toilet thing. There's a toilet obsession. Ah, with shut it. up, you idiot. Shut up. It's an idiot. It's just the toilet thing. You know, the toilet thing. Now, never do this to Barack Obama. You'll get banned for life on whatever platform you're on. No toilet jokes when it comes to Barack Mailhouse Benito Obama. Did you know, Mr. Producer, Barack Obama doesn't even use a toilet. You can't even think of him in that light. No. No. That's Barack Obama. He doesn't do that, does he? No, not Barack, no. Get it out of your head, America. No, no, he doesn't do that. Or Michelle, no, get that out of your head. They don't do that, no. But Trump, yes, Trump, you know. Some people say, Mr. Producer, that Joe Scarbo drinks out of the toilet. Have you heard that one? It's pretty gross, don't you think? Now, I've never said that. I have never said that. But some people have said that Joe drinks out of the toilet. Even dogs know better than to drink out of the toilet. Maybe because Joe hasn't been hit with a newspaper yet. But this is what I hear. I don't know. I, I, listen, I don't know. But notice these things are never said about Barack Melhouse Benito Obama, ever. Or Nancy Pelosi. Do you think Nancy Pelosi does that, Rich? Oh, my God. Let's not go there. No. Now, Schumer definitely does, don't you think? Schumer definitely hangs out on the toilet. I, I really believe this. I really believe this. How did we get here? I'll tell you how we got here. The New York Slimes and Maggie Haberman. Maggie Haberman. Remember how Maggie Haberman talks like this? Talks like the uh, Whipple guy uh, with the toilet paper. As a matter of fact, she does, doesn't she? Remember that guy that spoke fast? Maggie Haberman brought us here. She talked about the toilet uh, and flushing the paper down the toilet, flushing documents down the toilet. And I challenged her. I said, you can't flush documents down the toilet. You can't even flush toilet paper down the toilet. Have you ever tried that? There's not enough water coming through. But I'd like to know where I got that toilet. I'd like to get a toilet like that. Now, most of you do not watch or listen to MSLSD and the morning schmo and Mrs. Schmo. I don't blame you. Your IQs are far too advanced for that. It's Cro-Magnum. It's Neanderthal. It's the North Korean general's favorite show. Did I tell you that? It's true. They did a survey of the North Korean generals. you believe this? They said, what's your favorite show? And they all said in unison, morning schmo. So there he is. Mrs. Schmo. Mika of the Brzezinski High Wire Act. Now there's uh, Gretchen Whitmer. So much of the country says to itself, who is Gretchen Whitmer? Well, you'd be very rational saying who is Gretchen Whitmer. She is an utterly failed governor of Michigan. She's a Michigander. She's a Michigander. 
And the FBI set up a whole bunch of these guys who apparently they were being pushed into kidnapping her. And the head FBI agent, the agent in charge, apparently was beating his wife, had an affair. He's been charged. He's sitting in jail right now. You can't make this stuff up, and I'm, and I'm not. Now, while she was demanding that everybody wear masks and burkas and, uh, and snow boots and gloves and everything else, protect yourself against the virus. Protect yourself. She was off on some boat in, the, in some lake, wasn't she? Or was it her husband? Doesn't matter. They look very similar to me. We don't like to identify here by sex, do we? Or genitalia. Or what you do with your genitalia. But this is the great governor of Michigan. The home state of Mitt Romney. Get it? She's a Michigander. She's very upset about the right-wing media. I know who she means. I know who she means. Cut 16, go. I was asking you about this encouragement uh, by the right-wing media of, of this blockade. Now, the woman, excuse me, the birthing person asking that question is Brianna Kyler. Brianna Kyler pretends to be a journalist. And she also pretends to have an IQ and a pulse, but she has none of those things. She's a dummy. And somebody's speaking for her, some ventriloquist. Because she never says anything unique. I was asking you about this encouragement by the right-wing media, this blockade. Now she works for the Constipated News Network. Everybody now thinks CNN is a joke. Even the people who work at CNN think CNN's a joke. Even the people watching CNN think it's the comedy channel because the comedy channel sucks so badly. <laughs> There's Brianna Kyler, <laughs> if that is her name. Or his, you know, we don't want to, you know, we don't, we, we, we don't want to identify. So, um, there she is, saying, the right-wing media, the encouragement by the right-wing media of these truckers. My God. Governor, go. Well, it's dangerous. They're inciting and encouraging people to break the law. Oh, really? Do- really? I think they're mostly peaceful, don't you, Mr. Producer? In fact, I think they're completely peaceful, the truckers. And you know that food you stuff your face with, Governor? Where do you think it comes from? Think it comes from a professor of Marxism at the University of Michigan? No. You'd starve to death if you relied on that. Where do you think it comes from? All of a sudden, the party of the working people isn't the party of the working people. Why? Because it never has been. It never has been. Go ahead. In a way that devastates so many hardworking people. This is family. No, you did that, you jerk. With the coverings and the closing and the mask and the this and the that. You did that, you jerk. You're the plaything of the teachers' unions. Shut down your schools. Shut down your colleges and universities. Shut down your restaurants. Shut down your small businesses. The only thing you didn't shut down is your big mouth. May I say that? I think I did. Go ahead. Businesses in America. Ah, shut up, you idiot. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin.
Inflation under our current administration is at 40-year highs. Everything's more expensive. Cars, gas, groceries, housing, cost of living increases are bankrupting Americans, which is why you need to find areas in your life where you can actually save money. And your wireless bill is one of them. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile all overcharge you for the same service you could be getting from Pure Talk at a fraction of the cost. That's why I'm a customer and why you should be one, too. And listen to this. The more lines you have, the more you save. Right now, you can get four lines, talk, text, and data for just 64 bucks. That's not per line. That's total, which is how the average family is saving over $800 a year. Find out how much you can save. So do this. Go to puretalk.com. Find the plan that's right for you. Find the phone that's right for you. Or just bring your own. Then, this month only, enter promo code Levin Podcast, and you'll save an additional 25% off your first three months. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin, L-E-V-I-N, podcast. I know, I know, I can hear you now. I can hear you now. What is Don Lemon at CNN saying about the truckers? I know, you're all wondering. You've been waiting with bated breath, and I don't even know what bated breath is. Sitting on the edge of your chair, I know what that is. In great anticipation. What has Don Lemon said about the truckers? By the way... His case is going to court. He's been sued by a gentleman who says he was effectively molested by Don Lemon. That's CNN over there. I assume somebody's going to do a book and a movie about CNN? I mean, we had one about Fox, didn't we? Who will play Jeff Zucker, do you think, Mr. Producer? Got to find one of the ugliest actors, I'm afraid. Sort of his face has to be somewhat, you know beaten up because he was dragged through barbed wire or something. Look, it's not personal with me. I'm just saying what you're thinking. Brian uh, Stelter? No, Brian Stelter's going to play himself. I talk about the movie Deliverance. Remember the actor Beatty? Remember him in that movie? Have you ever seen that movie, Rich? That's who Brian Stelter will play. Beatty. And you remember what happened to him. Oh, that was sick. And I'll make mention of this now. Because I haven't in a long time. You ever hear this book, American Marxism? Chapter 7. It's very important. I still have people coming up to me, truthfully, in the streets. And they say things like, you know what they say, Rich? God, you're handsome. But I, I, I have to kind of push them aside. It's a little weird. No, actually, they say, I'm reading American Marxism, or I've read American Marxism, and I want to thank you. And I thank them, and I say, but please, look at chapter 7. It's very important that we remain active to push off the American Marxist movements. See what Joe Rogan's going through? I'm not even sure he realizes that this is part of the American Marxist movement to destroy free speech, really free thought. And to discuss ideas, the competition of ideas. This isn't normal, it's totalitarian. But it happens all the time. Happens to many of you. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be right back. Don't leave.
In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. Nobody said Ukraine should join NATO. Nobody's even recommending that Ukraine join NATO, one of the pretexts that Putin is using. So why not guarantee it, Mark? Because when you guarantee that, Putin will up the stakes. What else will he demand? And that's the problem. They were all sitting on the edge of our chair with bated breath because we want to know what Don Lemon, D. Lemon, as the late great Chris Cuomo used to call him, what he thinks about the truckers protesting. Cut 17, go please. Protest by truckers in Canada having a serious economic impact impact on American workers. Really? Uh, You didn't care about American workers when Dr. Fauci was creating unemployment. Did you, D? May I call you D? I think I will call you D. I should call you defendant. Well, D's for Don and D is for defendant. But you didn't worry about, you notice how they're all worried about the American worker now, you know? Democrat governor, remember the great uh, Andrew Cuomo? Shutting down businesses left and right, people dying left and right in nursing homes as he's shoving COVID-infected people into nursing homes. Hey, I'm just following the science. No, actually, you're doing the opposite of the science. Hey, the great Andrew Cuomo. Mr. Hands, like Al Franken. You see that? Al Franken is thinking about running for the Senate again. You see, the Democrats, they get four or five years, and then everyone forgets what they did. Forget what they did. We'd like Al back. Old touchy-feely Al. It's a good guy. Hey, how are ya? But anyway, and Cuomo, he'll be back. He's already said he wished he didn't resign. Sure. He'll be back. Why not? He's a Democrat. You had Ted Kennedy, Chappaquiddick Ted. He was back. They're all back. Anyway, where was I? D. Lemon. Trashing truckers. Trashing truckers. Go ahead. 
Anderson Economic Group reporting that auto the auto industry workers in Michigan could lose up to $51 million in wages this week. because. And protest- how much did they lose under the Fauci media economic shutdown? Anybody know? It didn't even matter. They didn't want to talk about it. This was a righteous thing to do. D. Lemon and the others kept telling us, you do what you got to do. This is righteous. Right? And D. Lemon... And the other morons, miscreants and malcontents, dressed up as journalists, many of whom have been or are defendants. Interesting how uh, they're very concerned about the economic situation now for working men and women. When they didn't give a damn, hey, look, that's something you got. Yeah, that's you got to give it up. You got to do that sort of thing. If we're going to go to war with the virus and beat the virus, somebody has to give. Now, none of them ever did notice. Go ahead. ...are preventing auto parts from crossing the border. So if American workers are facing financial hardships, why are right-wing commentators here in the U.S. cheering so hard for the protesters? You know why, dummy? Because the government can drop those mandates. And there's a word that you never use. It's called freedom. That's why, dummy. It's called freedom. Or you can choose liberty, if you prefer. Same thing. That's why. Right-wing commentators, those of you who believe in liberty, those of you who believe in the Constitution, those of you who actually believe in science, you're right-wing. Right-wing. Go ahead. He's done already? Thank God. So... CNN is supposed to come under new management, new ownership. You think they'll broom these reprobates out of the uh, out of the studios? If they do. They'll all wind up at ESPN anyway. I think, don't you, Mister Producer? They'll all wind up at ESPN. Sounds exactly the same as CNN and MSNBC. Exactly the same. Um. So I don't think that'll change anything. Now, I asked Mr. Producer to hold on to this piece that was done by James O'Keefe from Project Veritas. Speaking of ESPN, see how it all just melds together? It's it's fused together like a fusion machine. That's what I am. Anyway, so uh, Trevor Adams. Who the hell is Trevor Adams? Do you know, Mr. Producer? He is a whistleblower that Project Veritas speaks to. He's a studio operator, ESPN, and uh, a whistleblower. And uh, he's concerned about the way ESPN is running itself. Does anybody know what ESPN stands for? Like extraterrestrial something or other? Anyway, uh, here we go. It starts with James O'Keefe. Cut 20. Go. We're going to look at an email that you sent to ESPN and Disney. Uh, Tell us about this email. So after years and years of witnessing a lot of things in this company, um, I've gone through the chain of command. I've reported it to my supervisor, the manager, the local HR team over several years and witnessed nothing really ever changing or them not addressing it. So I figured, hey, let's just send an email to the head of the company. Let's, Let's email the whole company. And all the staff and the whole company being the CEO? Yes. 
The head of ESPN. The head of ESPN, because I feel like um, there's a lot of things he doesn't know about. And you posted kind of under your name that you know you work for Disney ESPN, that they're forcing employees to get the vaccine. Yeah. And um, one of the, re- the reasons I really, one of the things I did want to speak to you about is there's a comment there that says, come see what happens. It says, yeah. 9.30 is a deadline, come see what happens. And yeah. obviously, I wanted to understand what, what you meant by that comment. What did you mean by that? I had a lot of family and friends asking me about Disney's and ESPN's mandate, the vaccine mandate, they came out publicly July 30th and announced what their plans were. They wanted everyone to be vaccinated by September 30th. Come see what happens, just come to my page. Let's see what happens with this company, with their vaccine mandates. Are we gonna have enough people in our building? Are we gonna have too many based on this, who's getting the vaccine and who isn't? Just to let the world see how the process of, of how ESPN and Disney is, is going to handle this situation. That's all. Okay. Is that, He's being interrogated by a Disney HR guy here. Go ahead. Like, is it because of what what they're doing? You disagree with? So you, just the world will see it. That's what the intention yeah. is. I mean, it has no personal ideas or agenda for me. It's just to to, to let people see how ESPN Disney is handling the situation. So you said this, and then the police show up at your home. Yeah. So wow, what did you expect? And... I would figure a SWAT team would come to your house by now, wouldn't they? Sure. Sure, a SWAT team. They'd send a SWAT team in. Excuse me. Yes? They refuse to be vaccinated. Uh, what? Your German sucks. All right, do you refuse to be vaccinated? Well, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Come home after my day's off and add the police at my house. You put something on um, Instagram or something that said, let's see what happens or oh, something? Oh, my gosh. I mean, does that sound like a threat? I... No. No. I mean, it's, it's not... It sounds like nothing. So they didn't know why they're there. Yeah. And he kept saying, I don't even know why I'm here. Yes. Because your company sent them. Your company sent them. Now, Alyssa Lang, reporter ESPN, and Trevor Adams. Cut 21, go. Honestly, does not ESPN have a lot of uh, minority hosts too, Mr. Producer? Really, more than any other channel that I can think of. Now, I'm not a big fan of ESPN, but I didn't think that was an issue there. Go ahead. A couple weeks ago, where I had to say to somebody, "Do you not know my work?" Plus, they got rid of that Max Kellerman, that Yenta. Go ahead. For years. As we just saw with Maria Taylor and Rachel Nichols' situation. Exactly, exactly. And like I said, at the end of the day, there are shoes in between us and social media reaction. The the BLM movement, Mm -hmm. the diversity, the racial and social justice, you know, platforms that ESPN has propped it up, pushed forward, which every right to do that. But yet when you come here to work every day. That's not how it is. I can't look for them to do the right thing when it comes to social issues. We don't know what we're talking about. And we shouldn't comment on anything about company. 
There's no reason. We're not in the social business. Yeah, we weren't supposed I mean, to be. If, if you want to look for common comfort on it, how about this? Go to church or read the newspaper. Can I ask you a question, Mr. Producer? What the hell's going on here? They're talking about how ESPN is racist? Well, everything's racist. Right? So why is this a story? Everything is racist. I'm, you know, it's in the eyes of the beholder, ladies and gentlemen. It really is at this point, in my view. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Disparate things here I want to pull together to tell you before the end of the program, so they don't necessarily flow one from the other, but I think they're important. You've been hearing that inflation is at a 40-year high, that we haven't seen this kind of inflation since 1982. Now, ladies and gentlemen, that would be bad enough. But Andrew Whitberg, over at American Thinker, points out that 40-year number is misleading. Inflation has obviously shot up with incredible speed, as happened in 1982. But real inflation is probably worse than the accelerator rate suggests. That's because in 1990, the government changed how it calculated inflation, something it also did in 1980. So it did it in 1990 under George H.W. Bush and did it in 1980 under Carter. John Williams' shadow government statistics calculates inflation as it would have been calculated before 1980 and before 1990. According to his numbers, inflation would have been over, ready? 15% using pre-1980 metrics and over 10% using pre-1990 metrics. So the government covers up its, ta- its uh, handiwork. It covers up its handiwork. Unbelievable. So they change the way they calculate inflation in order to make it look better than it really is. But you know how bad it is. You know how bad it is just by your everyday life. Now, I want to say something about Neil Young. Told you this would be moving quickly. Sort of the staccato part of the program. Neil Young tells Spotify workers to quit company before it eats up your, I guess, integrity. Cut off. Now, most of you who are young don't even know who Neil Young is. Do you agree with me, Mr. Producer? He's a has-been, and now he's a wannabe. He's a political activist. He's an old, stupid man is what he is. Quit your jobs? What a jerk. He's very upset about Spotify and Rogan. I'm even sick of hearing this whole damn thing, aren't you, Rich? It's getting old. People, you got to move on and target somebody else. Usually you target me, you used to target Rush and Hannity, you hit Rogan. What's next? None of us are going anywhere. Period. Period. It ain't going to work. But Neil Young, you're washed up. I never liked you anyway. I like Neil Diamond better. I always mix them up as a kid. Do you know that, Mr. Producer? 
Neil Diamond, I liked him better till he opens his big mouth. But you, Neil Young, nobody cares. I just want you to know, nobody cares. Nobody even knows who you are anymore. Except the old liberals, and nobody cares about them. Now, this one gets me. American thinker again. Tony's school in D.C. forces five-year-olds to parade around chanting Black Lives Matter for the cameras. Remember I told you what happened to my granddaughter in Tennessee in her public elementary school, which infuriated my daughter and this family, my family? That without my daughter's knowledge, they had my granddaughter read from a script that was prepared for her. Basically embracing the woke notion that there's only books about white boys and dogs. Is it that these schools are incapable of teaching Martin Luther King and Harry Tubman and so many great men and women, black men and women? Is that the problem that we're dealing with stupid here or ideology or both? Or both? Because this is getting old fast. What's going on in these schools? It's getting old fast. This propaganda from the hard left now is mainstreamed in our public schools. This is why I've been on a tear on this from the very beginning. Before we were talking about critical race theory behind the microphone, before I wrote about it, nobody knew what it was. It's not that I was the first to talk about it or write about it. But we have a very big platform here. I was the first to push it and push it and push it. And I'm going to keep doing it. What is it about radical leftists and getting their hands on people's kids, writes Monica Shaw-Walter, and she's right. Libs of TikTok, hat tip, Daily Wire, and we love Trump, found this one posted on the ritzy Lowell's Schools site, showing very small school children all around the age of five marching in their masks with signs chanting, Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. I suppose we're supposed to say, oh, aren't they cute? But the normal response is, who is forcing them to do this? Who is forcing them to do this? I remember singing Ring Around the Rosie at that particular age. What's more, as a five-year-old in the 60s, I remember seeing Black Panther and Symbionese Liberation Army violence, riots, and gun-waving parade arounds. Charles Manson and his leftist fangirls and hippies spitting at troops in airports and the television act as a kid. I recall viewing those things as vile, hateful, threatening, something never to get involved with. More to the point, it would have been unthinkable to force any five-year-old at the time to go around chanting for those causes as they are for today's similar causes. But here we are today with near toddlers being forced to march and parade around for the cameras, chanting for an organization that is characterized by its cause and effects. Violence, burning cities, dead police officers, police defunding, and I might add, corruption. Any school involved in this should have its license yanked. Any headmaster, superintendent, or anyone of that ilk who's involved in this should have their license yanked. I wouldn't even have them working the fryer at McDonald's, I'll be honest with you. I'll be right back. Mark 
America's mentor of conservatism. Call now at 877-381-3811. Are you going to be watching the Super Bowl, Mr. Producer? Sort of with one eye open? I don't, I mean, don't get me wrong, folks. If you live in the L.A. area, you live in the Cincinnati area, you have every right to be ecstatic. And I think for a lot of the country, people aren't all that excited. And yet I think it could be a very good game with these two quarterbacks. Um, We'll see. I intend to watch it. Because that way I get food, lots of it. My wife lets me eat it. All right. Let's go. Let's pick an opponent. Paul in Globe, Arizona on XM Satellite. Yes, Paul, how may I help you? Well, I want to take advantage of your wisdom. I am a faithful listener to your program, and normally... Uh, can you prove that, sir? Well, I could if I had time, but I have a more important matter to discuss yes. with you right now. Go ahead. Uh, your position on the Ukraine. Um, you're well aware of the history of Ukraine and Nazis during World War II. What is, what is my position on the history of Ukraine, by the way? Well, it seems like you want to uh, help them, supply weapons to them, and uh, you have a distinctly anti-Russian slant, I would say, my opinion. Yes, I happen to be Russian, too, by the way. You're going to talk about Ukraine during the Third Reich? Uh, what, what should we do? What should we do with Germany? Well, should we give up Germany to the Russians, too? No, but Germany is perfectly capable, I think of defending itself. Not really. That's why they're part of NATO. Uh, I don't think they could defend themselves well against the Russians. But anyway, go ahead. Make your point. We claim the Monroe Doctrine. We claim uh, hell of salvation. We've claimed the Monroe Doctrine since Secretary of State Monroe and President Madison. Right. But long before, not- long before communists were even a threat to us. Do you know why we claim the Monroe Doctrine? You know why? I do. Was it because we wanted to control Central and South America? Is that what they wanted back then? No. It's because the education time. It's because the pirates were taking out naval ships. They were taking out commercial ships. And so our government instituted what it called the Monroe Doctrine, that we have the right to go anywhere in our hemisphere to protect our ships and to protect our commerce. And now people, look at this, we do that. What about the Russians? Like it has any connection whatsoever. Go ahead. What about the Bay of Pigs in 1962? We didn't care a lick about Cuban sovereignty. Why, why are you defending Russia? I'm not. I'm actually... I excuse, my- excuse me. I want us to have advantages over Russia. I want us to have geopolitical advantages over Russia. I want us to have missiles in Turkey, and yet they don't have missiles in Cuba. And yet, the truth be told, John Kennedy did cut a deal with them, and missiles were taken out of Turkey. What's with you? You say you're a faithful listener to me. My goal isn't equity with the Russian uh, war machine. My goal is superiority. My goal isn't offensive war against the Russians. My goal is to protect us. That's our goal. So people don't join the United States military because they want to ensure equity with the Russians or the Chinese. We're not evil. Putin is evil. We're not evil. Xi is evil. 
We need to be positioned, forward positioned, better positioned than them. Because they're evil and we're not. Mark, do you want to start a nuclear war with Russia? Is that what you nuclear want? Nuclear war? You know, you sound like such a jackass. Mark, you want to start a nuclear war with Russia? Is that what, is that what Reagan did? Is that what you want, Mark? Get off the phone, you schmuck. Do I want to start a nuclear war with Russia? How so? Did I say we should send troops into Ukraine? No. Did I say we should send nuclear missiles into Ukraine? No. We are part of NATO. I said we need to muscle up the east flank of NATO in case Russia gets ideas to move through Ukraine. You want a nuclear war? Listen to this guy. You want a nuclear war? Listen to all the ostriches out there putting their hands, their heads in the sand. China is emboldened. Russia's emboldened. Not because we're tough, but because we're weak. That's how you get a nuclear war, genius. Mark, do you want a nuclear war? What kind of a stupid comment is that? What I was explaining is why his method of thinking these things through is irrational. Well, if we have, you know, in Turkey, uh, why can't they have in Cuba? What kind of thinking is that? The Monroe Doctrine. The communist Russian regime didn't even exist until 1917. The Monroe Doctrine is 80, 90 years older before the Russian Revolution. But we should give it up because of the Russians, don't you know? We're not trying to take anything over, ladies and gentlemen. At the end of World War II, we were not a colonialist, imperialist country. We were not the Soviet Union that became the Soviet Union by grabbing 15 countries that didn't belong to them. I have to say this to callers on my own show, Mr. Producer? Holy mackerel. Go ahead. Next. Let's have... Oh. Let's take... uh, Let me see here. Frank Ridgeway, South Carolina, XM Satellite. How are you, Frank? I'm wonderful, Mark. Great to talk to you, and I listen to these shows as much as I can, and God bless that you're on our earth saving our world. Well, we got a lot of work to do. Thank you, my friend. So what I How wanted to I pass on to you was an idea for this. I'd like to pass on to you an idea for these truckers. What happens? Stop the protest the way they're doing it. Just take your trucks home, park them, and don't haul anything. What are they going to do then? Come tell you you have to drive? Wouldn't that be slavery? You know what? That's not a bad idea. Maybe that's the second phase of this. Just don't drive your truck. That's not a bad idea there, Frank. All right, man. If I had a prize to give you, I'd give it to you. Do we have any more books, Mr. Producer? Frank, how would you like a signed copy of American Marxism? I'd love it. I've already got my own copy, but a signed one from you would be great. And then give that other one to somebody else. Don't hang up. Frank's right on. Okay. I'm not driving a truck. That's not a bad idea, really. Not a bad idea at all. Joey, Houston, Texas, the great KTRH. Now, Joey, I I have a complaint, Joey, about the Houston airport. More specifically, United. 
The other week, my wife and I were headed to Tucson. And the only way to get there was to fly from Washington to Houston or Dallas or Chicago, whatever, in an immediate airport and then fly to Tucson. There was no direct flight. The Houston airport's very nice, so we go to the United spot. And we got up at 3.30 in the morning. We had to take a 6.30 flight to Houston. And we had one hour and five minutes to get from that flight to the next leg to get to Tucson. So we run down here, there, everywhere. It's a big airport, as most of the city airports are. And we got there at the United uh, Gate. It was foggy, so they said they couldn't fly. The flight hadn't come in. Mr. Producer, do planes fly at night? Okay. Okay, then the fog uh, was gone, and the pilot was flown in, but the co-pilot, he uh, timed out. In other words, he'd been on the uh, ground too long. Then they're looking for a co-pilot, then the crew timed out. Meanwhile, another plane goes off to Tucson, a third plane that they said had mechanical issues. Suddenly, that was for, they go off to Tucson. They were saying, we were 10 hours in that damn airport. 10 hours. United, fly the friendly skies. Screw you! I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. So what did we do? We flew to Phoenix on American. And then we called a driver service. Very good driver service called Onyx. And they... Picked us up at Phoenix at 10.30 at night. Turns out the, the owner, driver, and his wife are big Mark fans, and they drove us to Phoenix. And that's the way we would do it in the future, because it was a lot easier. A lot easier. And uh, we met this couple, as I say, uh, Yossi and Mrs. Yossi. Stephanie, just very, very nice people. We met very nice people waiting at the airport. How could you not? You're waiting there and waiting and waiting and waiting. And the thing is, where we were waiting, it's like a three-mile walk to get a hamburger. You can only eat so many pretzels, Mr. Producer. And folks, you really ought to get your copy of American Marxism. It's been a while. It's still 14 bucks. It's still chugging along there, Mr. Producer. It's quite the book. And people have come up to me and talked about it. So if you haven't gotten your copy, now's the time. American Marxism, we're still in this battle. We're still in this struggle more than ever before. And I'm not giving up, and I know you're not either. Fourteen bucks. You go to a fast food drive-thru now. And, and I have a Big Mac, no cheese. I'm lactose intolerant. I'll have the big fries, a big soda. You still have the apple pies? Yes, I do. Okay, that's fourteen bucks, please. What? It's Joe Biden's America now. Oh, okay. And once you eat it, you digest it, you expel it, it's done. You don't eat American Marxism, and you don't flush it down the toilet, regardless of what Maggie Haberman may think. Get your copy. It's over there at Amazon, 14 bucks. In honor of you, America...
forget, get your copy of American Marxism. The week is officially over. The weekend begins now. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, and our trucker buddies. Good night, Spritey. Good night, Griffey. Good night, Pepsi. Good night, Zelda. Good night, Smokey. Good night, Gigi. Good night, Indy. Good night, Barney. God, I miss them. Barney, I miss you. And of course, good night, Dad. Good night, Mom. Good night, Leo. And good night, Joe. America, be safe. Keep your chin up. I'll see you Monday. God bless.